Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. You know, the, the more that this room gets filled, it warms my heart. Because, um, like a pastor said, we, we, we kind of took a year and a half away to, to pastor uh, at a different congregation, and we came back during COVID uh, because, you know, it's not easy being a pastor to start. And my brother-in-law will not share this with you, but during COVID, during the pandemic, he, from one day to the next, became a photographer, a videographer, an editor, a graphic designer, and I don't know what else. And, and I felt bad for him. So I was like, I'll come help you out and, and be a, a good brother-in-law. <clears throat> but before we start, let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks. Father, we appreciate the fact that we can gather here together and learn about who you are. Father, I ask that you meet us where we're at. Father, we're grateful that you stepped into human history, Lord, that, that you said that we're worth enough, that you may come down from heaven and meet us. Lord, let us walk out of here a changed person. Let us walk out of here with bigger dreams, with your dreams. And Lord, if anyone came in here today with a heavy heart, with issues of life, Lord, may you be their peace, may you be their presence, and may you be their hope. We pray this in your great and mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, when you walked in, you should have received a bulletin, and inside of that bulletin is an outline that you can follow me along. If you don't have one, you can slightly raise your hand and one of our awesome ushers will come around and give one to you. If today's your first time, welcome. Welcome. This is an awesome place. I had to come back because God is moving in this place. I, I was telling one of the worship leaders, I was like, you know, with the first time we came back and, and we just saw the, the, the amazing worship and the great, the great word and, and how many people were coming and engaging with each other, we knew that something was happening in this place. And we hope that you can meet God's mercy, God's forgiveness, and God's love for your life if, if it is your first time. You know, if you were to ask my wife, the type of person that I am, she would tell you that I'm a dreamer. And she would tell you that I'm a dreamer because I like to, I like to not only dream for myself, but I like to dream for other people as well. Whenever they tell me their talents or what they're good at, I'm always like, wow, you can, you know, you could turn that into a business, you could turn that into a class, or, you know, you could teach other people. And so I like to dream. I like to think of all the possibilities that we can accomplish. But she would also say that on most of my dreams, I rarely follow through on them. And when we don't follow through on our dreams, they merely become fantasies. 
See, we're in a series called Dream Again, and today I want to talk to you about pursuing God's dreams. You know, because if we're honest with each other, the problem isn't that we don't have dreams. Most of us have dreams. The problem is is that we rarely follow through on them. We rarely pursue those dreams. We're indecisive about whether or not we should, which one specifically we should pursue, and so we never take that first step. I think we all admire, you know, these, these great leaders that we see uh, on the news and, and on, on social media at how uh, decisive they are. And we think that's why they're great leaders. But see, it's not the speed at the decisions that they make. It's the wisdom behind those decisions that make them great leaders. Look at your uh, outline there in James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. And it'll be uh, on the screens as well. The scripture says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Indecision robs you of the life that you were created to live. Indecision will jeopardize your dreams because we never take that first step. See, God can give you big dreams. He does it all the time. But really, it has to be us to bring that dream into reality. If we just sit around all day and wait for God to make our dreams come true, they'll never come true. And see, Scripture's full of these examples. You know, God gave Moses the dream of freeing the people of Israel from slavery. But Moses was the one who took the step of faith and decided to confront Pharaoh. God gave Noah a dream to save the world from the flood, but it was Noah who who took the step of faith and decided to build the ark. God gave Abraham the dream of forming a great nation. But it was Abraham who had to take that step of faith and decided to obey and leave his land and leave his relatives. If we never take that first step, our dreams will never become a reality. It has to be us to do it. If we want our dreams to be more than ideas and visions of the future, we have to have the faith to be able to pursue them. So how do we do it? Today I want to give you five steps on how we can pursue God's dreams. And the first one, and you can fill this out in your outline, is ask for God's guidance. Is we ask for God's guidance. You know, all the great men and women in Scripture when we read, before they did anything, they prayed. They prayed and they sought God. And even Jesus, before starting his ministry, he spent 40 days in the desert fasting and praying. See, the mistake that we do is when we do receive a big dream, we think that we can do it on our own. We think that we can do it by ourselves. 
But that's not the case. Look at what Proverbs 28, 26 says. But look at what the, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your plans straight. You know, this is something that I struggle with. And I hope, you know, we relate in this way. I'm an impatient person. I don't like to wait. I like to make moves, you know? I like to make things happen. And I've been in positions, and I'm sure you have, where people just tell you, hey, just wait. I'm like, what do you mean just wait? No, we, I, I like to, to make things happen. I like to do things. I like to go ahead of God. And see, God wants to be part of our journey. God doesn't want us to do it alone. You know, we think we know what's best for us. We think that our dreams are somehow uh, big and, and grandiose and bigger than what God has for us. But God's dreams are a hundred times better than what we can ever come up with. You know, continuously, continuously, I'm amazed. I, I have this little plan. You know, I'm the type of guy who has the whole five-year plan. It never makes it past tomorrow, but I still do it. I set out my whole five years, and it's amazing how God continues to amaze. And God says, you had this, this plan, that, that's cute, but I got, I got this for you. I got bigger plans. I got bigger things for you. And see, I think the issue is that we go on to pursue our dreams without God because we want the things that this world has to offer. You know, we want the fancy car, we want the big house, we want the nice clothes, we want uh, the beautiful wife that I, I was fortunate to get. But see, the more that we get the things from this life, the more empty our soul is. See, because God created the things of this world for you, but they were never meant to replace him. They were never meant to replace the, the, the position that God has. See, some of you have a relationship dilemma. You're trying to find in a man and girl what only God can satisfy. Some of you are in a career dilemma. You're trying to find in a career what only God can satisfy. Let me tell you, you're not in the wrong career. You're in the wrong pursuit. So you need to be in pursuit of God. See, because the closer you get to God, the closer you get to your dreams. The more we draw near him, the closer we get to your dreams. See, it doesn't matter what your occupation is. What matters is what occupies your heart. Live the life that you were created to live by asking for God's guidance. And the second... The second is get all the information possible. Get all the information possible. You know, there's no contradiction between faith and information. You know, this really bugs me about how people see people of faith. They think that we just walk blindly and not see anything and whatever happens goes. And, and you know, we don't know. We're, we're just kind of there. Like, you know like angels and harps, and we don't know. We make irrational decisions on, on what we feel, and that's, that's not the case. 
That's not what faith is. Faith is moving forward with as much information as possible. Look at what Proverbs 13, 16 says. It says, wise people think before they act, but fools don't. They even brag about their foolishness. You ever bought something without knowing what you're buying? Don't, don't answer that. Proverbs 18, 13 says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Did you know that of, the, of all the businesses that start within a year, 90% of those businesses fail within the first year. And of those that survive, 90% of those within the next five years fail. Why? It's because they were started on only emotion. They were started only on great enthusiasm, and they never got all the information. You know, some of us go into marriage like that. We get married only out of pure feelings and out of great enthusiasm. You know, guys, they, they see the, the beautiful eyes in that mirror selfie, but they completely ignore the mess she has in the back. And then they complain, Asusia, she doesn't clean, doesn't encourage me. If you're going to pursue your dreams, you're going to need all the information at your disposal. The third is look for good advisors. Look for good advisors. Talk to people who have achieved their dreams. That's why I love to read. I love to read biographies. And in fact, if we ever hung out, you might have thought I was like a chismoso or something, but I like to ask questions that, you know, I guess it's good to ask. Like, how much did your house cost? How long did it take you to uh, be at the position that you're at? I like to ask these questions because I want to learn from other people who have succeeded. We can learn from those around us. Look at what Proverbs 24, 6 says. It says, so don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. You know, I like to say that everyone in your life is a teacher. Everyone around you teaches you something. They either teach you what to do or what not to do. You know, Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Company, and I thought this was so good. Uh, someone asked him, you know, what's the secret to your success? He says, making wise decisions. And so they asked him, well, how do you learn to make wise decisions? And he replied, well, from experience. And they said, how do you get experience? Well, from making bad decisions. There's no way around it. We can learn from their successes and their failures. But you know, many times the reason why we don't reach out, the reason why we don't ask, is because we don't want other people to know that we don't know. That's just pride. You know how difficult it is for a man to ask for directions? I tell my wife all the time when we're lost, I'm like, no, we got this. We don't need their help. I, I got this. 
But see, pride always leads to failure. It's humility that leads to success. The fourth is calculate the cost. Calculate the cost. You know, anything worth anything has a cost. One of the Hunt brothers who started the Hunt and Wenson Company once said there are two keys to success in life. One, you decide what you really want. And two, you decide what you're willing to pay for it. See, for many of you, God has already planted a dream in your soul. God has already birthed a purpose for your life. And I want to ask you this morning, what are you willing to pay for? What are you willing to pay for? You know, there's a reason why not everyone is a CEO or a business owner or a pastor. Because it's difficult See, the more valuable things in life are, the more that they cost. You ever heard the saying, you get what you pay for? You get what you pay for. And I hate to be the one to break this to you, but there is a price for every decision that you make. It'll cost you something. It'll either cost you money, it'll cost you energy, reputation, your talent, or even your life. You know, a few minutes on... On TikTok or Facebook, they, they add up. Everything that we do, we pay a price. Proverbs 20, 25 says, Don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God and only later counting the cost. And then Luke 14, 28 to 29 says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. You know, refusing to pursue your dreams, refusing to pursue God's dreams, also has a cost. I think most of us live our lives as if we have another one to live. We don't. We don't. You know, I, I just, I can't understand it. You know, we, we stay in jobs that we hate to impress people we don't even like. Working hard for something that you hate, that's called stress. But working hard for something that you love, that's called passion. Wouldn't we want that instead? You know, I, I don't know if when you were a kid, you kind of had this mentality of, of do-over. You know, you would play a game with your uncle, with your parents, and you would mess up. And you would ask for a do-over. You'd say, no, 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 let me do it again, let me do it again. Okay. Okay. You know, I learned really fast. That doesn't work in marriage. And I'm sure some of you can attest that doesn't work very well in parenting either or at your job. See, in life, in the things that matter most, we don't get do-overs. We can learn from them, but we don't get do-overs. You know, the majority, the majority of regret comes not so much at the things that we did, but at the things that we didn't do. 
We come to the end of our life and we say, I wish I had more time. I wish I could have done it again. I wish I had a second chance. You know, can I be honest with you? Yeah? The two main reasons why we don't pursue our dreams is one, because of the fear of failure, but the second is because of other people's opinions. We don't pursue our dreams because we're, fair, we're, we're scared to fail and because we care about what other people think. And the reason is because a God-given dream will make you different. A God-given dream will not make you normal. In fact, even the dream of losing weight will make you different. People will tell you, oh, you're no longer fun. You don't want to hang out anymore. I remember when my wife was on that program that most of us have done, the whole, I don't know, the camp. And um, we, would, we had a group of friends, and we would, you know, like, hey, let's hang out. Let's go to B-dubs. Let's pick out. She'd be like, I can't. We'd all be like, you're no fun. You're lame. And sometimes she would come, though. She'd make the effort, but she'd come with her little, you know, asparagus and a little size of fish. I'm like, what is that? Is that a snack? See, the thing is, we want to fit in. We want to fit in with those around us. But honestly, why would we want to fit in when God was made you to stand out? See, we're meant to be the light of the world. We're not meant to be in the shadows. We're not meant to blend in. We're meant to stand out. We're meant to people to look at you and be like, what's up with them? Why are they different? Your dream is supposed to not only scare you, but scare other people. Because it's so big that you can't help but change the world with it. You know, honestly, if we simply got rid of the stress and the pressure of keeping up with the Joneses or the Kardashians. And if we simply just stop caring what other people would thought, gosh, wouldn't life be so freeing? Wouldn't we pursue all of our dreams? You know, I truly believe that the biggest regret that we can have in life is to refuse the life that God has called us to. The biggest regret, because we look for it in other places. We look in other places that can satisfy our souls, but they never do. They never satisfy it. And listen, listen to this, listen. Regret rarely, rarely is born from one cataclysmic decision, rarely. It's from those incremental moments. It's in those small decisions that we think no one is watching where regret actually comes. And you've heard it. You've probably even said it. I'll eventually go back to school. I'll eventually start that business. I'll eventually do what God wants me to do. I'll eventually go into the ministry. Listen, I'm a cancer survivor at the age of 27. There is no eventually. Life is not guaranteed. Life is not a guarantee that we'll have tomorrow. 
so you don't want to end up at the end of your life realizing that you never lived out God's calling simply because you were scared or because you cared of what other people thought. Please count the cost. And the last, the fifth, is prepare for problems. We pursue God's dreams by preparing for problems. You know, there's a famous saying that says, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Proverbs 22, verse 3 says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. But the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. You know, problems are inevitable. Problems are going to come. You can ignore them, but they're not going to ignore you. And anything that you do in life, problems will come with them. Don't you think it's worth choosing the problems that you have instead of them choosing you? Because there is such a thing as having good dreams. And see, it's so important for us to pursue the dream that God has given to us because usually that dream doesn't just include us. It includes other people too. See, let me tell you right now, if your dream is all about you, that's not from God. If your dream is all about you making more money, having a nice car, fancy house, all the things and, and, and bedazzles of the world, then it's not from God. See, because God will use you to bring about his kingdom. God will use you to tell the people of the world about Jesus. But we have to be willing to pursue them regardless of the problems that arise. We have to be willing to accept that dream. You have to trust that God has your back. If, you, if we can't trust them, with the 70, 80 years that we have here on earth, what makes you think you're trusting him with your eternity? Amen. We got to be able to trust him. See, remember this, remember this. Godly dreams are not built in a week. Godly dreams are not built in days. Godly dreams are built in decades. You know, my wife tells me this all the time, and it's, it's annoying, but it's true. She says, what? How old are you? I'm like, well, I'm, you know, in my 20s. She's like, look at, the peop look, at, look at the great successful people that God used in Scripture and tell me how long they waited. I'm like, oh, you just want me to, to get depressed now because these guys waited 40 60 years, 100 years. See, we, we and, and I'm like that, and I'm sure many of us are like that because we do live in a culture where everything is given to us at, like this. 
And more and more things are coming out that, that, that's just faster. I, I, I still remember the, uh, the days where, you know, we, we had to make sure our parents were on, not on the phone so that we can go on the internet. I remember the first time my friend showed me the first iPhone and he's like, look, it has YouTube. I was like, it has YouTube? That's so cool. And now we, we can't even wait for the microwave to finish. And see, not only does God develop dreams in decades, he develops these dreams in the dark. He develops these dreams in secret so that when they do come to light, they can truly make an impact in this world. But you know something? You have to want it. You have to want it. And you have to prepare for it. You ever receive a gift that you don't want? It's just me, huh? You know, my, my, my wife always says, we, we got to ask my brother what he wants because he's picky. And if we give him one, a gift that he doesn't like, he'll show it. You know, when we receive a gift that we don't want, what do we do with it? We either toss it aside or we regift it. You ever gotten a gift that was regifted to you? You can totally tell. So it's like best mom, and you're like, I'm not even the mom, but thanks for the cup. See, because it's not until you value that gift that you'll actually want it and you'll actually use it. See, if God were to give you that big and glorious dream right now and you don't want it, you'll simply just give it away. You'll simply just not want it. You'll simply just not value it. And until you value that God, the life that God has set out for you, you'll simply reject it. You have to want that life. You know, I, 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 I read this quote, and I thought it was amazing. It says, in order to pursue God's dreams, you take every moment and every opportunity that you get, and you make sure to leave nothing undone. Nothing undone. Please, guys, please, take it from someone who was almost taken out by cancer and COVID, and please take this one life that you have and leave nothing undone. Leave nothing undone. Because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. We don't have a guarantee that, oh, I'll write a book in 10 years, you know. God has all given us big dreams. But we have to be able to be the ones to have enough faith and say, yes, I will take that first step. I'll say yes to Jesus. I'll say yes to this life that is uncertain. But one thing that is certain about it is that it's better than the life that I would choose. Because even if we were to give, if God were to say, fine, have it your way, it would still not satisfy our soul. So please, leave nothing undone and pursue the dreams that God has set out for your life. Let's pray.
Lord, we give you thanks. Father, we pray for the big dreams in this room. The dreams that will shape culture. The dreams that will set the next generation up for your kingdom. The dreams that will change nations in the world. The dreams that will restore marriages. The dreams that will parent children who are godly children. The dreams that will challenge us, nurture us, and ultimately bring us closer to you. Lord, we know that following the life that you set out for us is not easy, but it's worth it. And Lord, we want to be obedient. We want to be courageous. We want to say yes to your calling, to your dream. Lord, we relinquish what this world has to offer because it was never meant to replace you. And Lord, we give you your rightful place as our King, as our Lord, as our Savior. Father, encourage those who have maybe given up on their dreams, who have maybe said, It's too late, I'm too old. I've made too many mistakes. I can't go back. I'm this far in. Father, renew their dreams. Give them a hope that they can't deny. Reinvigorate the calling that you first set out for them. And Lord, maybe there's some of us in here who have never dreamed. Father, I ask that you may birth a dream inside of them that will not only scare them, but that will remind them that they are worth it. Lord, we thank you for all these things. We thank you for the doors that you open and the doors that you close. And Father, let us all be an encouragement to each other that if we all were to pursue the dreams that you set out for us, this world would be a better place. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but he didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Day Spring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.